What is up, everybody? We are back with our podcast. Today we are talking about the Warriors versus Wolves game. The Timberwolves winning that. That was a very big win for this team. And at the end, I'm doing... I did this before. I'm going to do a question and answer from my followers on Instagram. And I have tons of questions, so I'll be answering a decent amount of them on the podcast. I don't really know how many, but I'm just going to answer my favorites, I guess, which will be a good amount. Um, but yeah, let's hop right into this game recap. Obviously, the timing of this podcast overall is a little weird because I was at the game. Um, I was in Section 235 last night. It was really fun. That game was amazing. Um, but that's why I didn't post it last night. Um, that's all right because now I can involve some nice questions in because the Wolves have two days off now. So, you know, I just I want to make a longer podcast, and it's fine, I guess, that I'm posting a day later. Um, but we beat the Warriors last night 129-114. to 114. I mean, we were winning pretty much the whole game. There was a few minutes in the first quarter where the Warriors had the lead, and then for the rest of the game, we had the lead. And it was really capped off by a great fourth quarter. Um, and, I mean, just Carthay Towns dominated tonight also. So, start of the first quarter, Andrew Wiggins came out of the gate really hot. He scored eight points in the first few minutes for the Warriors. And then after that, he just completely died off. After that, Wiggins scored four points. Like, he just completely died off in the fir- after the first four minutes. In the game, Wiggins had 12 points, 7 boards, 4 assists on 5 of 13 shooting. Um, and I, I was really, really expecting him to have, like, an insane game with how he started. I mean, he was effortlessly hitting shots, it seemed like. But, I mean, 12 points. He, I still don't agree at all that he was an all-star starter. And this game is in our game that kind of proves it. Um, I don't think all-star starters like he does that way too much he puts up these stat lines way too much and all-star starters should never be doing that not that stat lines are everything but he just plays like this too often and he did that all the time in minnesota um but stephen curry really it was kind of a one-man show for him with the warriors he had 34 points and he really started the game off like bad and then he got rocking in the second and third quarter mainly the third quarter and then he was like missing shots again in the the fourth he ended he shot 16 times from three. He made five threes on 16 shots. He scored 34 points, four assists, five boards. I mean, it was a good game. I mean, I don't know if it's a good. Definitely not good to his standards because his standards aren't shooting five of 16 from three. Um, but it was just my big takeaway from Curry in the game. I mean, it was awesome watching him. I, I really liked him growing up. Um, I cheered for him in the finals when he was in it years ago. I even had, like, a shirt jersey of him. You know, he's one of my favorite players. I was not one of the fans who decided, oh, I want to go bandwagon and be a Warriors fan now. There was so many, like, little kids, middle schoolers, um, and just, you know, people even my age that were definitely bandwagons. They they were Wolves fans five years ago, and then the Warriors got really good. They switched over to them. Um, there were so many bandwagons of the game last night. Oh, my gosh. Um, but obviously, you know. I, of course, stayed a Wolves fan. I mean, I would be doing this if I wasn't. Um, But, yeah, when he missed a wide-open three, the crowd oohed and odd as if he made a half-quarter. Like, that's just how good he is. That's the Stephen Curry effect. Everybody was in disbelief that he missed an open three. Like, it was completely wide open. He had multiple seconds to set his own shot. We were all so confused how he missed it. That's how good he is, you know? So, I just feel like that was worth sharing. Um, but the Fools, Carthony Towns had one of his best games of the year. 
39 points, 9 rebounds. He missed a free throw at the end to get it to 40, and then I wish Finch would have kept him in. If I was Finch, I definitely would have kept him in for a few more possessions at least because I want him to get that 40. That's obviously pretty meaningful to him. Um, but, you know, he got 39, which is really good. He shot 14 to 22 from the field, which is really nice, 63%, and 3 to 6 from 3. So he's at almost 41% from 3 on the year after that game, which is really nice. I mean, he's he's been playing really good basketball. He did all of that in 32 minutes, which is a few minutes below his season average, which is impressive. Um, another player that played really well was D'Angelo Russell. 22 points, 3 assists, 2 steals. 8 of 17 from the field. I mean, he had a very clutch. I mean, it wasn't really that clutch because we were at 13. But he kind of put the game away with that 3 over Kaminga, it seemed like. After that, the Warriors just they couldn't catch up because we were up 16 with maybe 6 minutes left at that point. Um, but he had a nice game. I mean, what I've been noticing from Russell recently, he's just driving the ball effectively. He's... He's making really smart decisions driving to the rack. I mean, we saw it a lot in the Grizzlies game when he scored 23 in the fourth. Like, he was driving constantly to the basket. He was getting, like, really nice, like, looks at the rim and easy layups. He did that, you know, multiple times against the Warriors, and he's been really doing that a lot as of late, and that's not really something we saw um, before the All-Star break. So hopefully this keeps up because, I mean, if he can keep driving like that, that's another massive threat that he brings to the table, and it really helps us win games for sure. My confidence in Malik Beasley right now is higher than it's ever been since the beginning of the year when we didn't really know what he was going to look like. He had 20 points yesterday on 6-9 from 3. I mean, he's just been super reliable after the All-Star break. It's been three games for him, but he's getting 15 a game on like 63% from 3. I don't know, just this is the first stretch of games where I've been like, oh my gosh, get this guy the ball, get him an open look now. Like... He is so reliable to me right now, and I just, I, I said it so many times, he can keep doing this every game. He can do this every single game. He's a good player. He's a really good player. He can do this, like, every game if he, if you know, if he's playing well. The problem is he's been really on and off, and, I mean, just pure bad a lot of the year this season. Um, and I feel like a lot of minutes in this podcast has been me just talking about what the heck is Malik Beasley going to do? Is he actually going to figure this out, or is he going to keep playing like crap? I have a lot of confidence in him right now. This is the most confidence I've had in him in a long time. Um, I know it's a three-game stretch, but like last night was was the first time in months where I was like, let's 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 really get Malik Beasley the ball right here. He's my number one option on the offense that I want to, you know, like, by the way, Cavs on the floor at this point. But Malik Beasley was like, the guy I wanted to get the ball every single time coming down with a good shot. And I haven't felt that in months, I felt like, um, even when he had big games. Like, I just, his shot looks effortless right now. Um, he's making, like, almost every three, it seems like. Um, he's making big shots, too. We really missed him in that Sixers loss. We lost by 30. And and that was actually his first missed game of the season, so he can no longer win the Iron Man thing, which there's, like, a few players every year that play the entire year, and he was about to be one of them. Anthony Edwards was one of them last year, but obviously Ant Cappy won this series. Missed a handful of games now with COVID and then that one, you know, game yesterday to injury. Um, that was his first game of his career, I think. No, no, no. I can't remember that's the first game of the career that he's missed to injury. But um, Blake Beasley missed his first game against Sixers about a week ago. 
And I think we missed him in that game for sure, especially off the bench as a scorer. But I'm, I have a lot of confidence in Beasley right now. Um, I think he's been really reliable over the last week. So that was a really big win for the Wolves because if we would have lost and, and the Clippers won yesterday, so if, if those things would have happened, say we would have lost and obviously the Clippers stay winning, we'd only be 0.5 games ahead of them. And I talked about that last podcast too. Like, I knew we had to win this game and I, kn- I knew we weren't going to be favorites. I was not expecting coming to the game for us to like absolutely win. Um, I knew we were not the favorites coming to that game yesterday. But we won. We won by a lot. We won by 15. And we are still 1.5 games ahead of the Clippers for that 7 seed. And the good thing is, we got a very, like, much easier schedule coming up. Obviously, no, no win is free in the NBA. We took care of business the last time we had one of these, you know, easier schedules, which was phenomenal. And we have to do it again. We have five games coming up. Like our next five games, and I don't, I don't think we'll be favorites against the Heat. I don't think we would be, because the Heat are home, and that's the sixth. That we're we're like two weeks away from this game, but um, it should it should be a nice game anyways. But our next five games, we're we're gonna be favorites in every single one of them, unless like you know, Cat goes down with an injury or something, which is not really expected to happen. Um, but we're we're gonna be favorites in every single one of them, so we're expect to win all these games. Obviously, I, I don't think we should be held to the standard of winning 5 out of 5. Even the best teams in the league can't always do that against these teams. Um, they're more likely to lose one game than win all. But I think if we can win all 5, that I think we really can clinch the playoff. Like, we wouldn't automatically clinch it off of that. But if we can win 5 more, which would put us at a 7-game win streak, I think that gets you in the playoffs for sure. Um at that point, we would be 39-29, and 29, which is 10 games above 500. And I think that's the most we've been above 500 since, like, 2004, if that happens. So that's pretty big. <laughs> that That's pretty big, to say the least. Um, I mean, I'm impressed with what the team's done this year. 34-29, and 29, my projections... I mean, this is a podcast from forever ago, but the... Like... I had a win range set for this team. Like, I knew this team would be above 500. I did not think we'd be this above 500 at this point, even though it's not, like, extremely significant. But it kind of is because if we were, like, two games below, I mean, two games lower than we are, we'd be the eighth seed instead of the seventh seed. But at this point, I was probably expecting maybe a record of, like, 32 and 32 or something like that. Or, I mean, like, 32 and 31, something like that. But we're 34 and 29. Like, I think we're outdoing even my expectations. And I'm, I think I'm a pretty optimistic fan. Um, I don't... I think I think of this team a lot highly, like, 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 a lot higher than a lot of general people. And even I seem to, you know... My, my projection was even too low for this team and what we've done so far. So that's really good news. Um, that wraps up the game recap. The Wolves won by 15. Now let's get into some really good questions. All right, so this is my favorite question I got. I'm going to go right off the bat with it. This is from Squad 9 on Instagram. The question is, Memphis or Warriors or Jazz? Matchup in the first round, who's your favorite matchup between those three teams? And my my favorite matchup, I know a lot of people would probably say Jazz because we've historically had success against that team. It makes sense that we've had success against that team. 
because, I mean, Cat can really take Gobert out of the game. And if you take Gobert out of the game, that team is very viable and you can beat them. But I think Memphis, I would rather play them over any of those teams. I was talking about this today in one of my group chats. Oh my goodness, I really feel like we can win that series. I, I don't, I'm not saying we're the favorites, but I really think there's a good chance we could win that series against the Memphis Grizzlies in a seven-game series. That's actually something I have confidence in, and I would come into the series really expecting a good shot at winning. I don't think we're a better team than them, but I think it's really close, like head-to-head. Like, obviously, they're the, they're the third seed right now, so they've been playing better than us the whole year. Um, you know, they 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 have over 40 wins. You know, we have 34. But when we're head-to-head against that team, I feel very confident that we're at their level head-to-head. Obviously, I think we match up with them better than a lot of other teams. That's kind of why I think that. Um, like, you know, there's there's teams that are a lot worse than us that match up well with us, I guess you could say. Um, and then they don't match up against teams that are worse than us. I don't know. That's kind of explained, but I would love to play the Memphis Grizzlies in that round. Currently the Grizzlies are the three seed. So my hope is the Grizzlies can overtake the Warriors. They're only half a game back. Um, I think if they win tonight, I think they play tonight. They'll be the second seed for now. And I think we win the first game of the playing tournament against the Clippers. I think we will be the seventh seed. I think that's at least a six-game series if that happens. I I just I can't see them beating us four or five times in five games. I think we at least win two games in that series, and that is not something... I mean, I can maybe say that about the Jazz. I can think that we can maybe take that to six, but I think the Warriors would probably beat us in five. Um, but I, I, think, I think we would barely lose to the Memphis Grizzlies if I had to make a projection in seven, but I could very well see us beating that Memphis Grizzlies team too. Like, I think it's one of the most fair two versus seven matchups I've ever seen um, if we do end up playing the Grizzlies, if they're the two seed or the seven seed. But that is my dream scenario for the playoffs. Got our question by Braden Campbell, one, two, three. Cat, all NBA team, question mark. Yeah, I think he's definitely making it as, as a third teamer. Um, it's going to be interesting. What are they going to do with the first team? That's kind of my question. Is John Morant or Curry making it? Because Giannis has got to make it. You probably got to put LeBron on the first team too. Embiid's got to make it. Jokic probably needs to make it on the first team. Like you have so many guys, and DeRozan probably deserves it. That's six guys, and you can only have five guys on the first All NBA first team. Who's gonna make the first team? That's the question. Are they gonna put two centers on it or not? Because if they put two centers on it, Carly Towns could even make the second All NBA team. But I think it's going to be between him and Gobert, maybe, if they don't do that. And I don't really see a scenario where Gobert makes it over Cat because, you know, Cat's the best player on the seven seed team compared to Gobert, who is probably the second best player on that Jazz team, who's the four seed. Um, I just I think Cat's better for sure. Um, even though Gobert's really good, I think he's a little underrated. But Cat will make his third teamer, and we'll see. Maybe, maybe they could put him in at the second team as a power forward because I don't think they care about positions too much, but it's going to be really interesting when the season ends, like who's making the first team because, I mean, Ja, Steph, DeRozan, LeBron, Giannis, Jokic, Embiid, all those dudes deserve a first team spot. 
every single one of them has arguments. Winning or not, they all deserve arguments as a first teamer. They all have they're all having NBA first team seasons for sure. All right, we got another question with Kawhi and Paul George potentially coming back in a couple weeks. Do you think the Wolves can keep the seventh seed? Yeah, I feel pretty good about it. Um, I don't know what Kawhi's timeline's looking like. I know he's a little ahead of schedule. I don't think he'll be back for the year, and I don't know if he'll play in a playing tournament game. Um, Paul George, he might be back, but it's probably gonna be us versus them in the first playing game, and we will be the home team. I just can't see us losing that game, to be quite honest with you, especially with how much we're thriving right now. And I'm actually writing an article on this right now. Um, so I don't know if I'll post that tonight on League Alerts, but I'm probably going to post that article either today or tomorrow. Um, but we're thriving at a perfect time, and I think the defense by then will even find itself more. Like right now, Cat even said post game that his, he thinks his defense is like 85% to where it was before, and I don't know if he'll ever get back to 100%, but I think throughout the rest of the year, the defense will continue to look better, and I don't see the offense stepping off. Um, Anthony Edwards will get out of a slump at you know soon. Like I mean, he kind of got out of it last like the last game he played against the Cavs a little bit. I kind of if he would have taken more shots, he would have for sure gotten out of it. Like Ant dropped seventeen in that game on seven of thirteen from the field. He definitely should have shot the ball more. Maybe not from three, but he was driving the ball really well. Um, but yeah, I, I feel pretty confident in keeping the seventh seed. I I can't see this team losing to the Clippers. In a one game series, like in a one game thing, when we're at home, and even if we do, you know, we get to go play against the nine or ten team. So, if we the playing tournament, if we're the seven seed or the eight seed, if you lose in that first game, you get one more chance, and then if you win that game, you'll be the eight seed instead. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on that. All right, here's another question: Do we trade up in the draft to get a four to play in the front court with Cat? And I would say, I don't know if we do, but that's something I would like to do. Um, I don't even know if you have to really trade up to get some power forwards in this class. Like, I just saw Bleacher Report, I actually posted on my Instagram story like an hour ago. They mocked us to getting Jeremy Sochan from Baylor, and I would not be mad at all with that pick. Maybe we even take Kendall Brown from Baylor too. Maybe Tari Eason from LSU. I'm gonna have a lot more draft content coming out in the future. But maybe some power forward names right there. Who knows? Um, but it, if if we can really trade up and get a guy like Jalen Dern, I wrote a full article on this. Um, you can actually check that out still. It's linked in my bio on Instagram if you want to read it. I want Jalen Dern. Like, he, he's perfect for this team. It's going to be so hard, and it's going to take a lot to trade up for that kid, and I don't know how realistic it is. But I think we should do like almost everything we can to try to get him because, I mean, he would just be so perfect and he would be on a cheap contract too. Like, I'm just fat, I'm just like salivating at the fact that it's it's possible and I, I want Dern, but there's definitely some, you know, names like Soshan and those guys that we could, you know, I don't, they would, they would definitely not. Like, I don't even think Dern would start right away. Like, even Anthony Edwards is the first overall pick, didn't start his first game. You know, they came off the bench for a little bit. Um, but at some point in the future, yeah, I think, you know, from this draft specifically, I don't think we draft a guard with our first overall. I mean, first round pick, we'll draft a forward or a center. Um, more likely a forward, because there's not really many center talents that I'm, you know, if I Walker Kessler's cool. Um, 
Mark Williams is cool, but I'm not a fan of pairing that with us. Our team, maybe I would be cool with it because they're like amazing shot blockers. Um, but yeah, I do think we get a nice power forward with, you know, Cat in the in a few years here. Even though Jared Vanderbilt's really nice, um, we definitely need, you know, an upgrade there, especially in the offensive end. All right, next question is from AJ T Wolves fan page. Will that be fully healthy again this season? That's a good question. There's definitely a lot of, you know, just questioning in general over, you know, Ant's status and how that's going to rock out the rest of the year. In my opinion, I think he's probably going to have a few more games, you know, down the stretch the rest of the year where he, you know, it, maybe it's a, you know, an expected win for us. Um, like, you know, we're playing a bad team and we just played the night before. So it's like, yeah, we should maybe load manage Ant and, you know, keep him out for this game or... Maybe we just not play him as much. I think that will happen. Um, I don't think he's going to be held out of any big games because of it. Like it doesn't. It, it's a serious injury, but the ankle. I mean, the knee tendencies. It, it's just over time. It's happened to him because he's been playing tons of basketball the last two years. You know, he's played in 120 NBA games and in like little, just barely over a year because of how weird the NBA scheduled these last two years and how much we've been playing. Um, so, I mean, he's been playing a lot, a lot of basketball, and he has he hasn't really ever missed games. Like, the only stretch of games he's ever missed is when he, you know, had COVID. So, maybe he can get fully healthy again at some point right now. Um, obviously, he's, you know, getting better right now because he'll have, he had about four days off in this stretch before the next game because after that Cleveland Cavaliers game, you know, he rested yesterday and he's resting today he's resting tomorrow and then maybe i think he'll play on friday i'm pretty sure he'll play on friday um we'll see that's against the thunder i believe um i, I think he'll play probably um but i would say maybe he get fully healthy again but i wouldn't worry too much about some of the injuries for him um i just i don't think he'll really ever miss significant time because of this it would just be maybe a game you know every two weeks or something something like that i don't know it depends on how bad it gets. Like, if it keeps getting worse, then maybe expect him to sit out a few games. Um, but I don't think there ever will be a moment where he sits out two consecutive games. That's how I kind of put it. It'd just be, you know, a game here and there. All right, last question. Then we're going to wrap up the podcast. The question is, what players do you see us resigning? What players do you see us let walk? Like, just, we don't, you know, sign them. They just go to our teams in the offseason. Um... I could I, I think if Anthony Towns makes all NBA third team will give him an extension. So I don't know if you consider that sign or just an extension, but I think Cat will get a four or five year extension this offseason. Um potentially DeAndre Russell too, but not as many years. Torin Prince is going to be an unrestricted free agent. If he keeps playing like he's been playing recently and can be like an eight to ten point per game score off the bench, I could see us giving him a little bit of money in the offseason. But overall, I'm still 50-50 on Prince if I think we'll let him walk or not. Um, but I'd say 50-50. 50-50, you know, maybe we resign him, maybe we let him walk. Josh Kogi, pretty confident that he's not going to be with the team next year because he's not playing at all with us, like, even if we have guys out like Ant. Like, he's just not in the rotation. And then Jake Lehman, too, he's not going to be here next year. There's no point in resigning him. He never plays. I think he started one game this year, didn't he? Yeah, Lehman started one game, and that was when, like, everybody was out. So, like, he had to start. Um, 
but I think Lamin deserves to get playing time somewhere else, and obviously we really, we can't give him playing time here. Um, but I'd say Josh Kogi and Lamin are probably gone, and I think we'll give Cat an extension, um, potentially DeAndre Russell too, because I don't think you know some of the management people will want to wait, you know, for Deal to be an unrestricted free agent, even though I don't think he would leave in the off season. You know, there's always that possibility, and potentially maybe signing Prince. But that's it for the podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Really appreciate it. Hoping to post another one of these on Friday night. And yeah, peace out. Go Wolves.